So do you know how terrifying it is when you're fully asleep, clothed, and then you wake up naked? That's freaky. That is freaky. That's a little freaky. That's a little weird. What the f is going on? I like to party. Jesus, honey, wax much? This is unwaxed. Get in, loser. We're going shopping. With Sophia and Sistine Salome. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Hello, episode of the Unwaxed Podcast with your favorite sisters, Sophia and Sistine. Hello, everybody. Happy ah. Tuesday. I hope you guys are all doing swell, having a jolly good day. I hope you're doing swell. Swell. So well combined. By the way, I have to say, um, now I'm feeling my age, and I know I'm not that old, obviously, but people are saying Riz now, and I had to go on Urban Dictionary to ask. What's Riz? You haven't, you haven't seen that all over TikTok? No. Okay, I think Gen Z has formed another word, and it's basically meaning, I guess... Your confidence, your swag, your that that look. I don't that even rizzle know. razzle. It, you know, the in in a sentence they would say, "My riz." <laughs> can you form <forward laughs> a sentence, please? Can you spell riz? Oh, can you use a sentence? So, for example, I would say, um, "My riz is better after a couple of drinks." Like my riz when I'm sober, my riz with a couple of drinks. Like my riz is better, my confidence is better. When I have a couple of drinks. I don't get it. Okay. We totally went off. <laughs> Let's do our wax and wane of the week. Sophie and I promised you guys that we were going to bring back our OG segments. Mm -hmm. And some new ones. Yeah. And some new ones. So, Sophia, why don't you start us with your wax and wane of the week? Wax and wane. If you guys don't remember or you're new here, it is highs and lows. Okay. So, my high of the week. This is really interesting. I came downstairs. This is my wax. And I was so freaked out about my night's rest because I had lucid dreamed. And for you guys that don't know what lucid dream is, it's a lucid conscious dream that is one of which you're aware of the fact that you are dreaming. And it's when you have this dream, it seems like your brain is borderline between REM sleep and being awake. Okay. I haven't lucid dreamed since I was probably in elementary school. And I remember the first time I did it was I was on campus of my elementary school. And I remember walking through in this dream going, why does this feel so real? And I decided to fly. And I'm like, that, that's weird. Because normally I feel like in my dreams, well, I'm just like a- Can you control what happens in your lucid dream? So yeah, because I feel like if, when you dream normally, I don't know if anyone else, this is how their dreams feel. They don't really feel like they have much to control. Like people pop up or- you can't yell, you can't walk, you can't, there's situations where you mm. feel restricted. Mm. And I remember, I actually remember be this, like as real as this is right now, I felt like that's how it was in my dream. That yeah, I kept, she was I kept sleeping, out, I, I kept like, slapping myself in my dream going, is this real? And someone's like, yeah, you're dreaming. You can do whatever you want. And it was wild. And I, I think this was actually way more lucid than the one I've ha ever had in my life. And I remember talking to someone, it was my girlfriend, Maya, and I actually hadn't told her this that <laughs> she was in my dream, but we were having a conversation and it was so normal. And I remember feeling Velcro next to me being like, why does this feel so real? Because dreams are not supposed to feel this real. Why are you? Okay. I have a question. What? Of all the things that you can do while you're dreaming and you're aware that you can have control of what you do in your dream, you decide to touch Velcro. <laughs> like I'd be like Jason Momoa on my left, Killigan Murphy on my right. Wait, okay. Let's have some. But you know fun. what it was? I think no, actually not. I think I know when I was in that dream, I was so, it, I was so in my head about what the hell is going on. Like it, it felt like this real. Like I think yeah. I'm in a dream. Maybe now, that would be weird. You're not. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I was so, fr like 
fanatic and crazy about the fact that this was happening that I didn't even think about, oh, I could literally I do whatever do I wanted. I think it has something to do with the fact that we've been experimenting with a lot of different melatonin lately. Gummies, drinks, yeah. and I sometimes think that plays a factor into it. Oh, yeah, it. yeah. And I feel, and I know that um, there was one point when I woke up in the middle of the night and I fell back asleep. And I feel like that's when I start to dream the heaviest is when I wake up. Do you ever feel like that when you go back to sleep at maybe 2 a.m.? I've been having the worst sleep cycle ever. So I kind of understand where you're coming from. But do you remember when I was younger and I used to sleepwalk a lot? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I used to actually sleep strip. So do you know how terrifying it is when you're fully asleep clothed and then you wake up naked that's freaky it is freaky that's a little freaky that's a little weird okay so that was your high of the week that was not that was the high of the week and then wayne is i've been breaking out constantly and i know that sounds kind of like oh. like breaking out into dance yes uh, in the middle street and each yeah. time i hear a certain like you're like pop locking and dropping drop it. it yep dropping it mm-hmm. no i i don't know why and you were saying this is because of stress and stuff but i've just been more and you guys are probably looking at me right now going like where's the acne for one thing, I'm really good at covering it up. Two, we are blown out. And three, I just, I'm not that person. I'm luckily I've never had really bad acne or cystic acne, but it's just those deep ones have just been popping up everywhere. And it's driving me nuts because I have such an itch to pop everything. Mm. And I know when I pop it, it scars. And now I have red dots all over my yeah. face. Yeah. So that's right. my Wayne. So pimples. Pimples are my Wayne. My wax... And Wayne of the week. First of all, again, this would only happen to me. I just feel like the weirdest scenarios just come my way. I was walking out of the gym with Mm -hmm. Scarlett and we're walking in the parking lot, going to our car. And then all of a sudden I see a strange man holding a little kitten. So my first instinct isn't, oh, stranger danger, don't approach the man. But instantly when you're holding a little cat, I'm going to come up to you because isn't that weird though? Like if he was holding like see, and I actually, a box of cheese, it's like who cares? But he's holding a kitten, you've got my attention. You no, know, what I found was weird was the fact that he was wearing the most absurd suit I've ever seen at 10 a.m. Okay. And you decided Let to me, uh, approach the weird man in the weird suit. Well, he had a kitten. With a kitten. He had a kitten. So, you know, if you're ever trying to come up to me, hold a cat and I will come right to you. Anyway, he's holding this kitten and he goes, I'm a magician. And I go, what? And he goes, yes, I'm a professional magician. I've been doing it my whole life. I also just adopted this cat yesterday. Okay. He goes, do you want to see a magic trick? I say, sure. Because how many times do you meet a magician in a parking lot? So I hold his cat and he starts doing this whole card trick. And I was like, oh, wow. Like I haven't seen a card trick before. But at the end of the trick, he goes, think of a memory that was when you were really happy. I go, okay. So I thought of a memory. So many. How's he going to know anything? He flips a card over. He goes, is this your card? My face is on the card. My face is photo printed on the card. That's a little weird. But do you want to explain how he knew to print the photo on the card? No, don't ruin the magic. Okay, okay. So We We have to be a little bit real here. The magician, the magician approached my mom and I first. Well, I, did, I didn't know and this. And she didn't know this. Outside this garage, a parking lot. And my mom and I, oh, and he kind of, I guess he recognized my mom and whatever and was like really excited. We left. 
And then Sistine Scarlet came out. And we didn't tell him about the magician. And apparently within like the, the hour, he adopted a kitten and printed our faces on cards. Okay, so it's, you know, I, this guy truly is magic because I think we're being stalked by a magician now. And I'm not, we're not just saying that lightly. He is, um, you guys, unironically popping up everywhere. The past two days, <laughs> like, the past two days, we've run into him seven times. We're at the grocery store. He's in the aisle next to us. We're at the mall. He's in, he's in the parking No, he's, he's kind he of, is, he's peering everywhere. I went to go pick up food yesterday at a random restaurant and he walks right by the car. I go, either this man has a tracking device on me or he truly is magic appearing everywhere I am. It's so freaky. So, I don't think he's actually a magician. I'm not sure if that's a. I think a wax that's just a cover or it, a wane. It's. I think it's a both. It's a wax and wane. It's like it was a funny wax and now it's a wane. But like it's kind of fun. Like you're being stalked by a magician. Like that. And I kept going on my walk. My dad's like, you could appear anywhere, and I started laughing because he's a magician and he's just gonna appear. This was funny. Like, Sophia, I, I kept, that was Sophia went for a walk yesterday at night, and. My dad is so, you know, if he thinks it can happen, it will. So he just doesn't like anything that would aid our safety yeah. in any way. So Sophia's walking alone in the dark, which isn't good. No. And he freaks out because he finds out that you're out there alone. Yeah. He gets on his bike and he starts biking to find Sophia. And my mom and I are now going on our walk with all the dogs. And we see Sophia sprinting down the street, slide chasing her on a bike, being like, the magician's going to get you. <laughs> I mean, it was, it, she was so upset. He's going to appear anywhere. And I kept laughing because he's a magician. And I was really upset because he just like gave me so much shit about it. And yes, we should not walk at night. Okay, anyways. my Wayne of the week. I found a bird on the beach. And I said, why isn't it flying away? First thought, I thought his little legs were stuck in the sand. So I'm like, let me dig him out. You know, I got to save this little guy. Oh, I remember which bird you're talking Ma about. Marty. Yes, Marty. Marty the bird. Marty the bird. So I'm I'm working. I'm digging a hole for him to get out. Like, I'm trying to save this bird's life. But then I found yes. out when a bird dies, it kind of, or when it's in the process of dying, it sort of just parks itself and, and goes away. I think a lot of animals do that. So like, anyway, yeah. I tried to get Marty to fly. And then all this, like green shit started coming out of him. I was like, I don't want to get tested. So I'm going to leave Marty. So what I did was I planted him in a beautiful location. He had the sunset in front of him, the waves crashing. I said, if a bird's going to go out, let it go out in peace. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my wax is I couldn't save Marty, but you know, I think he had a peaceful death. He had a peaceful death. Yeah. It was sweet. You got yeah. to listen to the ocean and the sunset and I know. He had an audience. He wasn't alone when he passed. He wasn't alone. We were there. loved. <laughs> it was loved deeply. I gave him crackers. You know, he was a good guy. We he should name him Polly. Polly want a cracker? Oh, Jesus. No? Okay. okay. Let's do a wellness check. Yeah. I feel like I need a wellness check uh, once a week. Yeah. Because it's something I don't check in on enough. But I think because, you know, we're on wax, we're going to be always pretty honest here. And these last few months have been tough. It's not been easy. And I think that Sistine and I, we love this podcast so much because it is our little break and it's fun. And it's always kind of something that makes me happy when I leave just because it's a comedy podcast mostly. But I do think it's important to be honest and like have that little wellness check. And I'm glad Sistine created this topic because I actually do want to ask, how are you doing? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> not going to lie to you. Um, I think... It's not funny. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know what? You're such a bitch. No, but I feel like I when I deal with uncomfortable situations, I laugh. That's fine. my that's my problem. Fine, fine, fine. No, okay. Red so flag for me. 
I think it's hard because this year we had all the, these goals and these plans and we were really looking forward to a really strong end of the year and a like jumpstart into the new year. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like every single odd has been stacked against us in our career-wise, our personal life. It just hasn't been easy. Yeah. And something that I don't ever do is admit when I'm not okay and be vulnerable and willing to share to people that I need help or I need to talk something out. Mm -hmm. So I just let this anxiety like fester inside of me and the carpet is building and then it's always one day I'll just trip and just explode with tears and emotions because I've just been bottling all of this crap in. And I never thought that I had anxiety Mm -hmm. and I don't think I did growing up, maybe undiagnosed, I'm not sure. But I now find myself like my hands are constantly shaking. I stay up till 4 a.m. every night. Like I can't turn my brain off. Mm -hmm. And it's just something like weird learning to cope with. I've never tried, you know, meditation or I've never tried journaling or anything that is helping, you know, deal with something like that. But it's been weird. I think the hardest part is almost admitting that you don't need to be strong all of the time. Yeah. And I try so hard to be strong for like my family and my friends. And I always want to be the person that has it all figured out and has all of the answers and can be the rock for everyone in the life so that they can be the balloon. I feel like a lot of people feel like that. I feel like people redirect their emotions on other things because they don't want to deal with what is happening in front of them. Because And you realize at the end of the day that nothing is actually going to work out until you figure out how to fix yourself. Yes. And it has been stressful. And I, um, I'd be shocked if after what has been happening that you wouldn't have anxiety. It's I'd be just very been, shocked. It's just been a lot. Like last night, I just completely yeah. was a puddle of tears. Like I, I couldn't hold it in anymore. And it really did feel good to let it out. Mm-hmm. But I think something that I really want to start working on is being more self-aware. Yeah. Because I don't actually check in with myself enough. Like you said, I'm so distracted with taking care of everyone else's problems just to avoid talking about my own and which isn't healthy and I've realized Mm -hmm. that when you have self-awareness there is no opponent and you're truly just fighting against yourself yeah and I actually wanted to touch on something you said when you said that you broke down last night and you felt better after just doing it and I think a lot of people need to find that one person that you can talk to and have absolutely no judgment from them Mm -hmm. and have maybe no words from them depending on what your style your style of breaking down or if you want to receive advice or you don't want to receive advice or something like that where Mm -hmm. you can be unapologetically broken for a second and just kind of admit like I'm not okay and I want to get better but I have to just get to that point to just say it well it's also realizing that being vulnerable and admitting when you're having a bad day a bad week a bad year Mm -hmm. you're not doing well mentally doesn't change who you are as a person We were also talking about it on the way here. Like sometimes when your environment just feels so out of control, like your job, your friends, your family, like, and you're trying to piecemeal everything together and make it all work. And, but you're reflecting all of those negative things that you can't control as a reflection of who you are as a person. And the two aren't the same. You feel if your environment's out of control, that you're out of control when it's not you out of control, it's your environment. And so, so that just, you put it on yourself. And I no, and I'm happy that you're opening up about that because I don't think the you last year would have been as vulnerable no, like, as this. And, and 
what's really important is sometimes when, and I know I'm not the only person that goes through something like this, but sometimes when you do feel really down and out of control, you really do look at it as a reflection of yourself and you start to question mm -hmm. who you are to the core, how you look. Yeah. And you truly believe that like people won't like you if you, you know, look a certain way or change this or, and that's just not true. No, it's not true. I mean, that's funny you say that because that's been my problem is overthinking. And I think the way I deal with my anxiety is I place on other things, whether right now I'm just like hyper-focusing on my hair color or I'm hyper-focusing on my relationship or I'm hyper-focusing on my body or my career. And I, I feel like because my mind is in 400 places other than maybe what's important and necessary for me to get back to my balanced, happy, go lucky state is I'm just deflecting and I can't focus on one thing. I, I, I can't get anything done. And I feel just, it's just been really tough because I think the last few months, nothing has been consistent. And especially mm -hmm. when you're in this industry, nothing is consistent. And then everyone that's in entertainment knows that. And it, you can be hot for a year, then you can be cold for five mm -hmm. or, but then that's also like a part of everything else in our lives too, not just in our careers. So yeah, it's been a lot, but this has been the one thing right now that's giving me a bit more of a breather yeah. saying like, okay, now I have something I can look forward to that's consistent, mm -hmm. you know, something I can go to every week and work on and get yeah. excited about, Yeah, you know. Actually, I did find this uh, quote the other day about overthinking mm. and I think you would enjoy it. Let me pull it up. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> Okay, so I said, people who overthink actually make better friends. Overthinking is associated with empathy, the ability to care for others. Yeah, I do. I like, I, I, if Sistine's mad at me or my, my mom doesn't have a cup of coffee, I really think about it and I have to, that, so that's my thing is I, yeah. you're, you care about people's feelings. I really care about if I can help someone. Like, I'm like, do you need that? Do you need that? I'll cook for you. I'll do that. Mm -hmm. Or like, yeah. But um, yeah, thank you. That makes me feel good. Yeah. Everything is a good thing then. And all in all. <laughs> Feeling sad doesn't define who you are. And I have to constantly remind myself of that. Like if you make a decision that makes you sad, doesn't mean it was the wrong one. Do what makes you happy. Do what's right for you. Don't try to, you know, make certain choices to appeal to other people or to present yourself to others in yeah. a certain way. Just. And I think also to note, feelings are fleeting. They're mm. not a constant. Because, Snaps. you know, one day you can feel like absolute crap and then hate what's going on in your surroundings. And the next day you can be like, wow, this is the luckiest I've ever been. And so remember, they do go away. Things do change. People come into your life. You discover something new and it can completely flip your world around in one second. So, just, yeah. Wow. Look at us. Are we a therapy podcast? I, I know. I like it. We're wow. Relaxed. Okay, let's let's pick up the pace Woo, a little bit. Okay. So I was having this conversation with Sophia yesterday, and I said, "Holy jingle balls! Christmas is literally around the corner." I am sitting next to Scrooge. I try to play Christmas music on the way here. I think the last time we were shooting this episode, and she goes, "No, I want to change it. It's annoying." I don't like all I want for Christmas is you, Mariah Carey. She turned it off. 
that song, the song, the holiday song. Unpopular opinion, Mariah Carey is not the queen of Christmas. She's just not. If I was going to pick anyone, it'd be Michael Buble. Sorry. Sorry. That's fair. You or know, even like Kelly Clarkson. You know who's underrated? Who? And you guys should check out her album for Christmas. It's Tori Kelly. Man, I'd rather listen to Tori Kelly. She has vocals and she has her own songs and they're so good. 25th, I think that's one of her songs. I've been listening. I've been listening to it on my walks. I'm that person. We're so different. I'm the person. November 1st, we are holly jolly in the mood. It is. <gasps> I also what? read something about if you celebrate Christmas before, way before it even happens, starting in November, that means you have trouble staying in the present and you'd rather fast forward through life. Jesus. What? No. <laughs> it just means I want to have. I'm full of quotes today. No. So this is the thing. She, she, it's like she loves Halloween. She starts playing for Halloween the day after Halloween ends. Boom. Literally. She'll, she'll decorate for Halloween three months before. But for That's me, it's, it's just, you know what it is? I think. I actually don't disagree with you. I think people that love the holiday season love nostalgic things. Yeah. Like I love the cheesy traditions. I will absolutely dress my kids in matching onesies and we'll watch the same holiday film every single year by the fire, by a Christmas tree. Like that's who I am. See, Sophia's version of Christmas is putting on the fuzzy socks, yes. drinking some hot <gasps> cocoa by the fire, watching the holiday oh my with God, Cameron the Diaz. Holiday. By the way, the only reason that movie is good is because Jack Black is in it. Period. Point blank. Um, you no no no. You've got this man. No, there's no 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 no. Listen, let me play Kate it out. Winslet. There's no Jack Black. There's Cameron Diaz. No, but there's, I'm who's sorry. Who's the really cute one that we? He was in Talented Mr. Ripley. Jude Law. You can't tell me that's not an all-star cast. But I'll tell you what. You, why just Jack, Jack Black? Black being in it makes the film? Because everyone else in that movie, it makes sense. They all look like Christmas type characters. Mm -hmm. You've got the School of Rock and Nacho Libre in a Christmas rom com. But yeah, and actually, it works. Do you want to hear something like, funny? That's incredible. Do you want to hear something funny? I just watched an interview with Jack Black and he was talking about the holiday. And he was saying how he didn't think he would actually get this role. So he's like, why would I play exactly. Kate Winslet's counterpart um, and be like, her lover in it but they hired him and he's like all right i gotta do it but it, it broke it up but that's why it's such a good movie four christmases is a great movie see my, home alone my favorite christmas movie is the nightmare before christmas because she loves halloween scrooge who says that you like the nightmare before christmas during the holidays i like that's Tim like Tim saying Tim. you like Coraline um on new year's Coraline's fucked up caroline's Coraline's creepy but you know what i've realized as you get older Christmas completely changes because you just have those such sweet, cute memories when you're a kid and you're right, like running up to the tree yeah. and you believe Santa is real, which he is. I'm not saying he's not. But what excites me about the holidays is Black Friday. And that is maturing. No, think about it. W did you give a shit about a Black Friday deal like two, no, three years ago? No, I still don't give a shit about Black Cyber Friday. Cyber Monday yeah. is like wake me up in the morning, done. I'm there on the computer ordering everything I don't need. That is Christmas to me. Me? I'm already ordering my holiday dresses. I'm trying to think about how to make some muled wine, if anyone doesn't know what that is. Isn't it, it mulled is wine? Mold. Is it mold? Mule. Muled? <laughs> Moscow mule. I also love a Moscow mule. Um, mold wine. And then um, I'm also thinking about stocking gifts to give you guys, and also Christmas gifts. To give you. But listen, the holidays are freaking stressful no yes they are they're great it's so sweet sophia <laughs> yeah. 
You need someone impregnate her. She needs to be a mother ASAP with little babies. I'm serious. <laughs> you need footy pregnant. pajamas. You need butt flaps on the flannels. You need all of that. I'm talking like, you can't tell me the gathering of all of the families isn't just sometimes so overwhelming and but, stressful. But I would rather that in a holiday festive attire with like snow and trees and little like tinsel and uh, what's it called? Um, the kissing mistletoe mistletoe have you ever actually kissed anyone under a mistletoe no i, I haven't have. oh you have yeah i have was it cute think think about it. that it wasn't cute it was on a fishing rod what i was at a party was it oh was it during like a holiday thing or was this like a, a july <laughs> i think it was like october well <laughs> hey that's, mistletoe must have been on I don't sale. I'll start that early, but we are very different when it comes to the holidays. And I think it is stressful. It is stressful because there is like four holidays that come into one. It's first it's Halloween, then it turns into Christmas Eve, then it's Christmas, and then it's I oh, Thanksgiving, say, and then it's I am New Year's. the best gift giver. Point blank. You didn't like my gift last year. No. It was fine. No, it was last year. Two years ago. Yeah, she got me a squatty potty. <gasps> you guys. <laughs> Sophia, gag gift. I really like, was the Grinch on Christmas because I got Sophia squatty potty. I got her like tickets to go do like a really fun pizza making that's class. That's such bullshit. You got me tickets to Ratatouille the musical. No, I didn't. Scarlett did that. And then she lost the tickets. Oh, yeah, she did. <laughs> Scarlett. <laughs> and Wait, she didn't find the email. So she didn't I, log in. I got Sophia uh, a squatty potty for Christmas because I'm like, first of all, they're fun. Good for your health, your bowels. That's the gift that keeps on giving. Look, I, I can say that Squatty Potty is now like a fine thing to have, but at the time you were I was so like, mad at I me. I know. I, I'm not good at gift giving. I'm good at like experience giving. I know I've, I messed I'm not even going to say the one I got to my mom because I thought it was funny. It was and she got up. so mad at me. It's basically a gift to remind people of like, like how aging. old they are. <laughs> it wasn't good. I got enough. sly underwear that said skin marks on the back. Yeah, you, you give, yeah, her gag gifts are kind of weird. They're like, yeah. Didn't you give me underwear with like Mabel's face on it or yeah, something? Yeah, but like that's our what, cat. We have we're so blessed to have so much. It's like why not just have a good laugh? Well, that's because why laughter has no price tag. It's the best medicine, <laughs> <laughs> and it's the hottest thing someone can do is make you laugh. No, I'm excited about it, and I can't wait for our like holiday parties to go to, and you know, like cuddle by the fire. And you're not cuddling with me. Fine, I'll cuddle with Buster. Buster will cuddle with me. Oh, one year something funny. Speaking of death, we drove by a graveyard. Speaking of death. No, we drove by a graveyard today, and we were just saying how we wanted to go walk around it. I know it's an unpopular opinion, but I truly believe cemeteries are beautiful. I think they are beautiful. If I a agree guy, with you. perfect date, picnic in a cemetery. I'm sorry. Uh, I would swoon. I would swoon. Because you're not alone, you have, you have company, it's so scene. it's not awkward. If tell tell me this, if a guy on the first date came up to you and says, "Hey, I'm taking you to a cemetery," you would run the other way. He would think understand that would be, me. Stassi Schroeder got engaged, proposed to at a cemetery. She's a reality star, and also but he, he didn't take her on a date to a cemetery until like her. three years into dating. So anyway, but we started having this debate in the car. Well, I first questioned Sophia and Scarlett. And I said, just a random quirky thought. Would you rather be buried or cremated? And I think that's a big debate because some people yeah. say both. Um, I want to become a tree. So stop. 
I want to be a tree. So squirrels can so, like nut in you and literally kids no, can carve I can provide their names air into the you. World. I'm, I'm going to be this giant, giant sycamore tree or pine tree in a forest. And you can just, you, you mix me with the little thing and then I grow. And then what kind always, of tree would you want to be? I just told you. Or like I said, a maple tree? No, I just said pine or sycamore. Not a palm tree. I <laughs> was <laughs> just a palm tree. Lame. I would definitely. This is flack. This is Sophia. Sophia wants to be a tree. But I said, we all came to the agreement that we want to be buried. And I was like, okay, well, would we want to have our coffins next to each other? How do we want to do this? And Sophia goes, I have a good idea. How about. Whoever dies first obviously gets buried first, and whoever dies next gets stacked on stacked. top. Stacked. So we're all in the together. Same, so we're not lonely. So this is the thing. I don't want to be in my own coffin. That's scary. And I don't want to be like just like next to them because I'm gonna be in the dark. I'll be like, oh, this kind of sucks. I'm gonna walk around. Like, you're not walking around. You're in but, a coffin. But how fun would it be if we were just like it's like a sleepover, sleepover for eternity? But now we're, I was thinking of. I'm like, okay, if we if we decided to stack each other on top, obviously. I want to die last, but I'm the oldest. So I have to figure out how to outlive Sistine and Scarlet. Because I don't want to be the Impossible. one that's on the bottom and then be smashed on top of the other two. Yeah. That would suck. Well, we also agreed we'd bring snacks. We did say we'd bring snacks. And Scarlet said, what, what was that? Like, in and out How smelly is in and out after like an that's, hour yeah. of eating in and out in your car? It's horrible. I mean, it tastes great, but it's... Forget it. Forget it. I said um, I said saltine crackers. What did I say? I love a little soup cracker. That's oh, my jam. I bring some like good almond butter. Sophia wants almond butter. <laughs> How about where are you gonna wash your hands? Who wants sticky? Eat, by the way, sticky, sticky. I'm sorry. All the worms are gonna get. I'm sorry. To you. Who wants to eat saltines? When you're definitely going on the bottom. That is the most bland cannot, thing. If you're on top of me and you're gonna drip that shit on me, you're going on the bottom. No, for sure. I'm not eating. And then you're gonna be crunching on saltines. It's gonna get in my eyes. You're already dead. No, you're dead. <laughs> no, I'm just in there for company. If, no, Scarlett's gonna be the worst because she's gonna probably be the one on top, and she's gonna bring something that is just so. Watch her bring those like sriracha chips. There's like <laughs> sriracha cheese puffs. Scarlett bring like takis. <laughs> yeah, takis. I actually get like what? red fingerprints everywhere. Ugh, God. I oh would my not. God. Can we talk about White Lotus? Okay. Did you want to say something else? Yeah, I had another comment. Okay, say your comment. I thought that we shouldn't be in a coffin. We should be in a time capsule so people can open us up. So think, picture this, picture this. I don't know who would care to open our, our coffin up, but our, it's a time capsule. So, so we're all in there. We're all mummified so we can look like pretty legit, right? Like we'll have, we'll put some like markers of the eyes and a smile on our like face. Some like fake tanner and some lashes. Well, no, no, no. We're going to be mummified. So I'm going to get someone to have Sharpie and just like put two holes in the smiley face. Like, or like we could put Scarlet sad or something funny. Like, so like, like we can do oh emojis on our faces. But then I thought it'd be interesting to do a time capsule and I would bring all my journals so people can read everything I've been feeling when I was <laughs> You put journals? Maybe, maybe journals or maybe like a, like a jewelry piece that I really like and it can be a very much a big value. I'd just put like my weave in there or something. Or maybe do I make like a little, <gasps> I have an idea. What? I have an idea. We make a USB device of all of our unwaxed episodes and we say, uh, put in if you dare and make it look scary. So all these scientists are around us and they put it in. It's just, <laughs> I think you 
better yes. start digging. You have this shit figured out already. I'm like, I think that'd put be in great. my weave, maybe a vibrator. And Let's then, confuse them. But in the year 5,000, everyone's going to be watching on wax. And then we're going to be the biggest stars. And then somehow they're going to figure out how to use CRISPR, recreate our little DNA genes, and then create us again. And then we can do this all over again. But maybe with a really cool lifestyle. I don't know what the what's going to happen in the year 5,000, but. Right. So what were you saying about like White Lotus? <laughs> May I? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what tangent you just went on, but we'll continue. I have a lot of thoughts going on in my head. So Sophie and I have been watching season two of White Lotus. First thought, Jennifer Coolidge. Incredible. Icon. Actually, we're sitting with Jennifer Coolidge's stunt double. Take it away. Makes me want a hot dog real bad. <laughs> I thought that was going to be better. I, I can't do it on the spot. I get Come nervous. on, do it. Um, it looks, wait, it looks like the 4th of July. Like, fuck, I'm fucking up. <laughs> You're just it too quiet. Say I know. Louder. Um, uh, what's another one? Um, I'm taking the dog, dumbass. All right. That's not bad. It's not bad. Just, I haven't done it in like a long time. Okay. okay. So if you guys haven't watched season two, we're in the thick of it. And um, the first episode, Mr. James, uh, no, what's his name? Mr. Theo James. Mr. James Sober. Oh, yeah, the nude scene? Yeah. Was that real? He had a willy on camera. And my first thought was, boing. But my second thought was, finally. Do you know what I mean? I feel like every show, every movie we watch, it's always women naked. And the guys are never naked. Right. And so, yeah, nice to reverse the roles a little yeah, bit. Yeah, reverse the roles Except, a little bit. you know, I saw an article that it was a prosthetic. Yeah, I did see that too. Which so my question it's, it, Remember to, that show Sex Life that was on Netflix? And that was, was that real? Was that a prosthetic? I feel like a lot of people, actors do that now. But uh, that's fair, I guess. Fair Would you do a nude scene? Never. Why? Never. Put a price on it. $10 billion. Wow. $10 billion. No, $20 billion. That shit's not going anywhere. I'm I would have done it for way less. Please. <laughs> She's like, whopping $6. <laughs> it's like a $4. Five. <laughs> bag of peanuts and $4. No, I, would, I wouldn't a say no. bag of saltines no. and $2. I wouldn't say no, but I guess tastefully? When it's artistic and it's done by HBO. Yeah, when it's like classy. You know what I mean? It's like a little bit Wait, so classy. how much would you... Do it for. You know what I think about all the time? How much these girls make on OnlyFans? They make a lot of money. We'd make a lot of money. No, they're making like fifty to over a hundred thousand dollars a month. Yeah, I I don't know. But but think about what you're doing. I mean, look, no shade. No shade to anyone that does it. I don't want to get jealous. I don't want to get hit on for like whatever. But I just don't know if I could do that. I still I still just don't I don't know. What about selling your feet? People would love those little claws. You give my feet so much shit. So you got finger. No. You got finger toes. You got some finger toes. You're such Why your space so big between your toes? <laughs> Why is your hands so big? They look like they can be. That's our baseball niche. mitts. That's our niche. That's our thing. You do the foot picks. I'll do the hand picks. Does anyone have a hand fetish? Yeah, I'm sure someone out there has a hand fetish. Like, oh please don't tell odd. me who you are. We don't really want to know. Um, but speaking of other things we can do with our lives, I want to talk about something I'm really excited about and it has been really fun. Um, and I wasn't going to talk about it because I haven't really finished anything yet, but 
I'm writing a book. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> no, um, so if you guys know, I have my book club and I've been a big, big reader, very avid reader since. Plug so, it. Yeah. It's called Plug Favorite it. Book Club on Instagram. Um, and I do some recommendations on TikTok too, if you guys want to check that out. But I have just been a very, very big book lover. I've done it since I was little or done it. I've been reading a ton since I was little. It was my escape, everything in life. And I decided to make a book club. But then as I was growing up, I always loved writing. And um, I don't really know where the decision came from, but I thought, why don't I actually try? I don't, I think it was one of those situations where I just didn't think I could. I'm so proud of you for this because you are your biggest enemy. Anything you want to do, you feel like you can't accomplish it no. for some reason. But then you look at everyone else doing those things, and why do they well, get to do it? This is the funny thing. It's, one, it's my overthinking. I think a lot of the times when I want to pursue something new, which is a, a lot of people that try to start something new, I didn't. I mean, I started young, but I wasn't like everybody else that was trying to be a writer. They they were writing for like they were going to English for college, and they were writing short stories a ton when they were younger till growing up and it was like they're everything and not trying to say like I could just take this up and see if I can do it but I mean I feel like I, I could I love writing I I mean I write every single day and I read every single morning noon and night if I can May I ask some questions yeah sure so what genre is your book going to be well right now it's kind of a cross between historical fantasy romance and fiction type yeah. So all of them. Yeah, but this is the problem. I'm also I'm doing two different books at the same time because I feel like I can't focus on one. Multitasker, yet, okay. Which is not the best idea because I feel like I'm... Okay, so but, is any of it based <laughs> off of your life? No. Oh, uh... I mean, you write what you know. No, yeah, not really. I guess I would say the character in the first book. So ba the book is based on a girl that lives in New York City and um, she... It's, I, I feel like I shouldn't say it. It's one of those situations where you know you want to say it, but you can't really say it because you don't Just feel... Just give it a little sneak. But it's, it, it flips time periods from like the 1920s to now in New York City. That's cool. Which is really fun. So you have and to do like a lot a, of research then from that Yeah, time. and one thing I didn't realize going into this process, which is, I mean, anything you start new, you're going to be learning along the way, is, and my dad's been telling me this since I was younger, and is that writing is the toughest part of the process. Finding that time to just sit down and get your words out without and also not judging everything you write is impossible. I feel like I'm I'm pretty consistent with it and I try to not go back, which I do a lot, mm -hmm. and edit everything because it's not, you know, sometimes when I'm saying these things, I can edit and take it out, but these are my words and my mm -hmm. thoughts and, you know. To not judge. Every, to not judge it. doesn't it. have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. And that's what I say. that's what yeah. you are. And so, so is writer's block a real thing? Oh, 100%. And that's why I started the other book is because I didn't want to stop writing, but I decided to divert and write something that maybe I'm more passionate about or more yeah. excited about so I didn't stop that flow. But I'm really excited. I mean, I, look, if anything happens with this, um, I just hope I get it done and that it gets published and it literally can be the most unread book in the world. Well, how far along but are you in the I'm writing like, process? I would say there's three parts to it and I'm almost, I'm starting to hit the second part. So, Ooh. which is, yeah, which is pretty good. And you know, I, she won't actually let me read anything. I, I gave her like the intro a little bit. Why? Because I, I, it's what I can't let you read my work. You, I gave you my script. Yeah, I know. I read the first few pages. It's good. The first few pages. I have to get into it more. So, no, not in a bad way. It's a lot. It's a script. It's a long script. I just keep reading, and it then it takes go back about forty-five minutes to read. I know. I'll sit and read the whole thing. Actually, I did. You, by the way, I promise you, 
I did think about this the other day. Also, she sold a script and she wrote a script and it's going to be coming out and shooting next year. I really so, want to put Scarlet in it. You should. You, you should. Imagine? I mean, why not? Why not? Why not? But see, that's another thing. Did you ever think that you could be a producer or write a script? No. No. And I mean, this is, and you also, it took years to get to this point. Like it wasn't just something that just worked overnight. And I think that's something I need to work on is not expecting things just to click and be perfect. I mean, look, people spend years writing yeah. a novel. Oh yeah. Years. You don't need to rush it. I know. And I, my goal is to finish it by next year and it would be a dream to be an author. I, I mean, there's nothing. I see that for you. I would love nothing more to be I mean, like, I love to leave the house and things like this and do that. But I would love to just be able to write from home and, like, write things I'm passionate about. And then people like my work. And so I'll know. be the person pushing you to continue it. Yeah, I, I do need some motivation because as everyone else, I'm we'll a little thinker. And we'll keep our unwaxers accountable for you, too. Yeah, please, please motivate me. So, while And give me is... writing tips that you do. <laughs> oh, I would yeah. love it. Honestly, if anyone is a writer or has, has been a writer before and, like, Need, it'd be good even to share it here if like any production like productive tips or writing styles or yeah. ways to get out of writer's block and stop judging yourself good for you it would be very helpful so while you're going to be at home this weekend being extra productive about your book and your writing my alter ego is coming out this weekend we hope tina is coming out to play. Tina. Tina. And if anyone knows who Tina is, Tina is the alter ego of Sistine. Like my mine drunk, is Bambi. My drunk alter ego. Yes. And she hardly comes out, but when she does, it is a blast. Here's the thing. I Remember seen last episode, I said to you guys, I'm not fun. I don't go out. I need to loosen up a little bit. Right? Yes. Scarlet is taking me under her wing this weekend. And she goes, I'm bringing you out for a bender in Miami. First thought, terrified. Second thought, I have nothing to wear because the clothes in Miami are just, well, Scarlett's just close not, to nothing. Because yeah, Scarlett, look, Scarlett knows the places to go. Can she go? No, but she knows Scarlett the places Scarlett literally is like the king of Miami. She knows she where to knows go. She knows everyone there. She knows everyone. She's a little hustler, that one. Yeah. So I'm really excited. I feel like I need to get my mojo back. But I have a question. Why do you think that you're going to be able to do it now? Because Sistine has a really hard time drinking. And that's not a thing where I don't come at me saying don't force her to. She's been saying she wants to, but she has a hard time. Like, just like I overthink things, I'll she overthinks I have. going out. I have alcohol guilt and anxiety. That's Which, what my a, problem a lot of is. People have. So I just feel like I can't, because I think maybe it's because I'm wound up so tight that if I loosen up with some liquor, my guard will go down, I'll get a little silly, and there's nothing wrong with that. So I just need to push myself just to have a little bit more fun yeah. and not be like, there's a pull up my ass. Can I give you some advice? Sure. To like start, I mean, look, you are going to be thrown in the deep end. Like you're kind of- With Scarlet? You have yeah. baby floaters on barely that have been popped and you're going in the deep end. But what I would say if you have anxiety or just guilt drinking one thing that i would say that helps is to start doing it going to dinner and just having two glasses of wine on a wednesday do you see what i'm saying like having a cocktail on a tuesday okay like, things like that i'm just saying in general because look you're gonna do what you're gonna do this weekend and i god forbid bless your soul i, want, I don't know how i'd look i look, i can't go back i actually <laughs> want to come back with some amazing stories i want to come back with like dirty feet and a missing nail 
and just good content. Is that why I'm hearing Polly D from my bedroom wall Y'all, saying I've been, gym tan laundry? I've been watching so much Jersey Shore. I figured take some tips from the OGs. I have a question. How many times have you watched the entire seasons all the way through? I want to say three or four. Four. But it never gets old. It never gets old. And if I'm going to learn how to party from anyone, it's going to be Snooky. And so I've been gym tanning laundry every day this week. I'm ready to go. You I'm are. getting my mojo back. I'm putting some pep in my step. I'm ready to rock. I will believe it when I say it. I actually don't think you're going to get to that level. I, I even want to be a little bit toxic. A little bit toxic. Like toxic? Like past us toxic? I want to ruffle some feathers. <gasps> I do. I, I want to make choices where I'm like, videos. why did I do that last night? But whatever. Are you nervous? No. Yes. <laughs> I know. You're nervous because you're going with your friends that they, they know how to go out. Uh, but I think it'll be fine. I think I need to add some new red flags to my list. Start checking some things off. Do you have any new red flags? Just in, that I just in general. You know what? That's that's actually a good question. Is there anything that I've had this year come up that would be considered red flags for people to be warned about me? Um, I sleep like a vampire. I always find myself with my arms crossed like this on my chest, and I'm probably sitting up at about 45-degree angle. Weird. I know. Why? I don't know. Comfortable. <laughs> Naked? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What else? Um... Everyone says I chew like a cow. Well, that's, yeah, that's been a, that's been a constant problem. My jaw goes in like a 360 motion. Yeah, it literally goes. <sighs> it's so ugly. It's not very cute. Um, oh, I noticed this yesterday. I've been taking so much biotin. This sounds insane. So much biotin that the hair on my face grows. I look like a billy goat. Guys, I doubt that makes sense because she bought face shavers the other day. You're going to out me like that? <laughs> she bought me shavers to get rid of the, the peach fuzz that's growing you everywhere. dirty little gerbil. You're going to out me like that? <laughs> I do have a little sash. Okay, I did yesterday, but it's so crazy because sometimes, okay, I feel like women might understand this. You just wake up and you just get like a prehistoric like chin hair and you're like, how was that not there yesterday? I know, the and really I look one, like a little one. billy goat. I'm like, what is going on? Sistine, chill with the biotin. Your hair is... Look at her hair. It's long enough. No. Oh, my Lord. That's Do you have any? Let um, me out you some. Um, okay. Oh, I, I, ha I can't hear anything. Duh. I swear. No, Sistine thinks it's selective hearing. It is selective it's hearing. Selective you don't hearing. listen to me. I, I think my hearing is gone. It's actually the rudest thing ever because I'll tell you something. I'll give you instructions. I'll like ask for your help to cook or something. And you literally do not listen. And I go, okay, never mind. But then you heard my sass. And then you're like, what, I, never mind what? And you're ready no, to square no, up. No, because my phone told me that my exposure to volume has been increasingly um, worrisome because I listen to music way too loud. And I think I'm actually losing my hearing. So you're probably going to hear me say what 400 times a day. And um, I'm really bad at texting people back. I think that's a con contribution to the anxiety I've been feeling. I just read it and I leave it. I think that's the rudest thing ever. I don't Takes need two to. Seconds. I know. I know. And then I just forget to do it. And then I go, shit. Like, I'm so sorry. I spaced out. And I know. Oh, I hope my friends don't hear that because I say that a lot. And um, But I don't mean to. So not texting. And um, also, I can't decide anything in my life. I have been flipping back and forth 
24-7. I can't, right now, the trend, I said this in the beginning, is my hair. I, okay. You guys, <laughs> she walks into the kitchen the other day. She bought a bottle of brown hairspray. It was um dry shampoo. And she comes into the kitchen. I literally was like, <gasps> didn't even recognize her. I gasped. You were full brunette. I was her color. I was literally Sassine's color, that dark. And find I your own look. Loved bitch. it. Find loved your loved it. No, 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 no. You guys, no. so how's that? I I think I don't know if this is like because I I'm, I'm needing something drastic to change in my life, and now I'm just fi like fixating on my hair. But I want to go brown. Like I want to go brown. I, I think everyone's going back to their natural. I mean, as you can see, you want to go brown. Wait, I'm gonna write a book. Natural. I'm gonna write a book. You don't own the color brown. And by the way, fine, write a book. I'm I curious. Will. Smut. Smut. And I'm gonna sell Smut more than is you. Sex in book, by the way. I'm gonna sell more than you. And also, why don't we ask the why unwaxers? Why don't we ask the unwaxers? Should Sophia go brunette? Yeah, my mom loved it, and all my friends really liked it when I sent them a Sophia, photo. But the only person didn't like it is that person right there. I've had blonde hair for a while, and I think just like you, you wanted a, a shift. And I know that everyone says if you go brown, it's gonna. It's really hard to get your blonde back, and it'll be definitely a slower process. But I, I think I'm ready. And it's fall. Everyone's going back to their natural color. And also, if anyone knows about being a blonde and having to dye your hair every four to six weeks, your hair fries off. But we're I'm lucky to have like thick hair. Twins. No, everyone I'm not going. Uses us as twins. I'm not anyway. going as dark as you. I'm not. I'm putting highlights in my hair. I'm not. You're solid color brown. You're like our, our OG color. But. Me, I couldn't go that dark. I feel like I would, I, I would look like Wednesday. So you're constantly trying to change your aesthetic. That's your red flag. Yes. I might get bangs. But I'll tell you. I think I should get bangs. has an arch nemesis. What? A gust of wind. Think about it. Because it blows got, up. They go to the side. You look like Urkel. Come yeah, on. Yeah. I, I actually didn't even think about that. I know. Mm, I know. That's not a good luck. I know. Don't do it. I don't think you do it. I should think bangs we, are scarier. Should we get into some unsolicited advice? Um, I'm so excited to get back into unsolicited advice. We used to do it every single week. And this time we used to, we just asked in our stories a question. But actually this time, if you want your question answered, please go to Apple Podcasts, go to our page, give us that five stars, and then write your questions there. And we also love when you guys write little tidbits about what you like about the show. It makes we read us happy. all of them. And yeah, we read all of them. So just do that. And I promise you, we actually probably answer every single one of them. And we will come to yours. Here are person. two. And let's get into it. This person wrote in, should you wait to be approached or be the approacher? Now, I loved this question. This one stood out to me. In terms of dating? Yes. Okay. I always say... If you put yourself out there, what's the worst that could happen? Mm -hmm. They could come back and say, I have a girlfriend or boyfriend. You're not my type. I'm not interested. It doesn't hurt your ego that bad. But if the outcome is they possibly reciprocate and are into you, then why not take that step and just go for it? Yeah. It's not that scary. You know, I just had a thought come up right now. And it's funny that people have been asking this a lot. I think this question has always been one. How do I approach a guy or how do I approach a girl? This and that. And I feel like dating apps have really hindered us for having the confidence to go up to someone because 100%. before we never had to worry about that. We always were able to, well, we didn't have an option. We mm -hmm. had, if we wanted to meet someone, if we wanted to meet someone's friend, you still had to approach them. And that was the way 
of dating and getting someone's number. And now with dating apps as just basically it's sort of a, a wall. Between, yeah, it's a third man in yeah. the middle, um, the middleman between having to do that approaching without actually seeing them in person. Um, my also. Yeah. When you're messaging on an app or texting or whatever, how you're, however you're communicating on yeah. the phone, I've often found, and I have so many girlfriends that can agree with this, that your texting game can be so strong and witty, but the way you vocalize in person it's, is a zero. It's different. That's why I look, I don't think dating apps are a bad thing. I know this is not even the question, but I do think it's really important to have that confidence to still go up to someone and approach them. Yeah, be the approacher. Yeah. Because you guys. I'll tell you, I have done it before and it works. And I'm not saying that, look, I'm not saying, oh, yeah, like it's easy to do it. But I also don't think that there's really much weight to it. If it works, it works. It doesn't, it doesn't. Why? You get it's ignored. It's, like, yeah, okay, it's not that. It's not that serious and it doesn't have to feel like utter rejection if they're not into you if they're I, not into you i also whatever. think when you're approaching someone why are you putting why are you making it so heavy you're just talking to someone it's not you're not marrying them you're just catching the vibe and by the way she you, said catching a vibe and you also could approach them and not even like them so yeah. i think just we have one life to live approach someone because it could be your husband your wife or so your best true. friend you dating only happens if you put yourself out there to do it yeah so next question sophia what do you make of a guy that watches your stories nonstop? I feel like you can go oh. off this one. Uh, you know, it, it, it's that's tough because if it's if it's someone that you were dating and it's an ex and they've been watching your stories a lot, then they're definitely checking in on you. I mean, that's pretty obvious. All right, so I asked but, my guy friend this question. And I said, do guys check their stories to see you watched it? Or is that just a female thing? Because I feel like typically women are checking to see you looked at it more than guys. They told me never. They never do it. They don't care. They don't care. I think that also. They don't notice. Can I be honest? I think they really don't care. When a guy looks at a story, I don't really think they're putting that much thought into it. Yeah. Unless you're an ex. I think that that's a different situation. But if it's a guy that likes you, I really am not thinking that I, they're probably clicking through stories and yours just happened to be there. And I'm not trying to like deflate someone's confidence well, about you a know, relationship. It, I've had it both ways where I was like, oh my God, this guy that I like is always watching my stories. He likes what I'm posting, whatever. And then I've had the opposite too. So if he's only watching your stories and not really taking any other steps to confirm to you that he is interested, mm -hmm. then I would just say he's watching your stories. Yeah, that exactly. I right? think women are a little bit more methodical with that stuff than men are. But let's not get it twisted, y'all. If you don't think I have a close friends with a strategic close friends list for strategically planting people to look at my stories in a strategic way i actually thought this is genius i didn't think of this you guys this is my little hack i'm going to share it and then we'll, we'll wrap up okay so say if you posted a general public instagram story and maybe you looked cute it was a selfie it was a photo of your pasta i don't know and you want to see who watched it so a specific person we'll mm -hmm. say and you can't find it with the list of your friends that have watched it right after have that person in your close friends list on Instagram. Post a close friend's story of literally anything. Like it could be your toe, literally anything. That way you can see exactly if they watched the first one or not. 
That's a good one. Or mm-hmm. or you just post really, really fire ones in your close friends for just the people that you want to show it off to. Mm. No? Is that is your is I don't your know what you mean by that? Well no, if, I mean you you have a close friends list, you add let's say if you're I'm speaking about guys, if you wanted to add all the guys you like just on Well your no, close that's friends, what I do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And you just do it for that specifically. Toxic? No. Genius? Absolutely. I think we can wrap it up there. Yeah. I like this episode. This is fun. You guys, tell us what you want. We really want to have more listener involvement into the show. We want to make you guys a part of it and feel like you're being heard. So if you want us to talk more about a certain subject, if you want us to talk less about a certain subject. Yeah, please. I mean, if you like the mental wellness check-ins, if you like um the unsolicited advice if you like the bedtime bedtime stories stories, or even i have we were going to do one today but we're not but like even just us talking about studies that we found and things like that let us know um yeah we hear you so we hear you we'll let you know how miami goes kiddos we will see you next tuesday see you next tuesday bye